0: Oh, hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to...
1: Good Talks, I'm Marie Murataya.
0: My name is Mark Little, and this episode is brought to you by Bean Chata, when horchata just won't do. Bean Chata is the drink for you, fully, fully endorsed by Justin Bieber. Mm-hmm. He says it's yummy.
1: He does. You know he has a new album coming out?
0: I know. He has a song that's called Yummy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I did. I haven't heard the song, but I've seen a lot of uh, uh, advertising for it. Advertise is that...
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, marketing. Yeah. Marketing, that's mm-hmm. the word I'm thinking mean, I guess they're advertising the song. Hype, hype building, things like that, you know. Uh, Rome wasn't built in a day, as they say, and neither was Justin Bieber's success. So, we dive in to the young Canadian boy's legacy. At the age of four, Justin Bieber was born to his parents, Rhonda and Kevin. Canada said at the time only one male child was allowed <laughs> per family. Luckily, Justin was the firstborn. His sister, Queniven, was eventually born four years later, and fortunately, she was a female. So neither of them had to be put down. Anyways, um, yeah, that's that's really that's really what I had to say about about that. I don't okay. I don't want to. It's a documentary coming out. And okay, yeah, we can't. No spoilers.
1: We can't spoil it too much.
0: No. Uh, so this has been a good week.
1: It has been a good week, and I was just going to say, well, yeah. Um,
0: you were just going to say, well, yeah, well, uh, Well, you said well good
1: week, and then I thought, it's you and I, I think, are in such different time zones, because <laughs> for me, we're just starting the week, and mm. so I'm like, oh, yeah, last week was a good week, and for you, I think your week is like... For always happening um
0: my week is always happening
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyways but yeah so my week ended with uh as of last week ended with a very fun night on friday night at your show
0: mm, is yeah. that what you're
1: referring to i had fun it's there been a good week uh,
0: yeah that was part of my the goodness of my and week that
1: was a good part of your week yeah and my week
0: absolutely so i had a long-form show at uh, the groundlings one once again, on the uh, Gary Austin stage, a student stage, over at the Groundlings Theater on uh, Melrose and Poinsettia Avenue uh, over there. Is have it many...
1: Poinsettia or just Poinsettia? Uh,
0: some poinsettia, maybe. I th- I spelled it the other day, and I think I realized it was just Poinsettia. Oh,
1: okay. Or, I was so- just curious.
0: I would have to look at the letters again. I had some sort of realization about it. Nice. And I was like, oh, wow. I've been thinking of this in a different way than what oh. it actually is.
1: Wow. Paradigm shift.
0: <sighs> wow. Par- par- paradigm shift, indeed. <laughs> Um but yes, it was a fun show. Uh Roy Jenkins was our teacher and he was very lit. He was the same teacher I had for my advanced class. Okay. And uh yeah, he's just a cool guy. Lots of fun. Really good class.
1: He remembered me, I'm telling you.
0: He probably did. He uh <laughs> I mean, he's
1: he shook my hand and like said, "Oh, thanks for coming out."
0: Yeah, he's a smart fellow. Yeah. Uh, he, yeah. You know. Anyways, that was a super fun show uh felt like i grew a lot felt like the whole class grew a lot from the beginning of it and uh and I was i was in the interesting uh situation of trying to explain long form improv to someone today oh really Uh uh-huh and um at work uh uh-huh and he like knows what improv is but i don't don't, he might have taken like some short form classes before but he wasn't really familiar with long form and so I started to explain it to him. And then okay. I, I realized I had to like, I really had to set up a lot. I was like, okay, so the, it's, so, so imagine three different scenes.
1: Yeah. And
0: then, yeah. So it's then.
1: very, that's an interesting thing. I noticed this a lot, especially in meetings that I'm in with parents, like IEP meetings. Mm-hmm. When you say something and realize how much like you've done. I guess, and Mm -hmm. how much knowledge you have behind something to where it just feels like, yeah, second nature, like everybody probably gets this because Mm -hmm. it's so embedded in you. Yeah. Um, Like you just saying, telling people, I'm in a long form improv class Mm -hmm. to you, that means, I mean, it's very simple. Yeah. But that's because you've been in the improv world for so long and it's just part of your everyday language. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. And it's very interesting that, and then you have to like go back. Yeah. And try to put it in different terms. than you'd be used to putting it in, and yeah. um, it helps you kind of really it helps stretch your mind. I feel like to do things like oh, that yeah. to it's, think about layman's terms or just different different perspectives.
0: It was a mind stretch to uh, start to explain that. I was like, uh, <laughs> I I basically just broke down like what the first five minutes of of the thing would be, you know, yeah. and um, and it was kind of fun, but it was diff. It was completely like doing improv because I was like, okay, uh, so imagine this, you've got a scene of two guys drinking coffee on a patio. Uh, and then you got a scene of a cop, you know, arresting uh, someone who just broke into a liquor store. Uh, and then you've got another scene. And then I started like branching off of all those scenes yeah. <laughs> I was like, and you're building all these different universes. Um, it, so it was fun.
1: It's funny that it reminds me of, and I know, I know you don't watch the show friends, but I remember wa- um, watching, or I saw YouTube. I was watching some YouTube thing, or I don't remember, but I was listening or watching the one of the writers of the show
0: mm-hmm. talk
1: with one of the cast members of the show mm-hmm. about a certain episode. Yeah, and they were commenting, and Seinfeld's like this too. They were commenting on how the writer was explaining how when they write the every episode, their goal is to have at least three storylines. Oh, okay. Um, and what they're doing, it's and it, to me that's like long form improv so you have yeah. a few different storylines that are set up in the beginning and then the entire episode so the entire 30 minutes um or 15 uh, 15 Thank um, you.
0: Thank you for taking the time to 25 minutes. To say how long episodes Stop
1: are. Stop it. The entire cuz I'm trying to think like you have like let's say 5 to 10 minutes of the setup and the rest of the time of the episode yeah. they are kind of cutting back and forth between all the different happenings based on those setups. Yeah. Um, and I see it a lot more clearly in Seinfeld. hmm But it, when I was, w- for the show Friends, when I was watching this thing, I was like, oh, now when I'm watching it, I pay a lot of attention. And I think that's why long form's so fun for me because mm-hmm. I've, I've seen that setup on TV and that um, structure. Yeah. And so it makes a little bit more sense when you think about it like that.
0: Yeah, 100%. The the, o- what
1: the only difference is like in when we do long form those different storylines don't really collide
0: yeah um it just i mean it just, it's just
1: a higher skill
0: yeah i it, feel like it just depends on which like there's some some versions they do collide i think um but uh some sometimes they don't sometimes you keep those like universes if you consider each beginning scene as a universe you try and keep all those separate just yeah. to give you a little bit more freedom and, um, you know, sometimes they end up weaving into each other, which yeah, is which isn't sure. necessarily wrong. It just can, it can make it more difficult because you start to limit yourself and you're like, Oh, uh, I don't know if the, if, you know, polo shirt guy should be in the same room as, as chef again yeah. for no reason. Um, but we did one the other day bef- before the show, uh, you know, a couple classes before the show, which mm-hmm. was, which was really fun. And it was, it was interesting and it really reminded me of, of more of a show like, because for some reason, we, oh, I think the... F- A TV start- show, you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The starting suggestion was something like, uh, who wrote Pride and Prejudice? Jane Austen. Okay, so they were all Jane Austen novels or, you know, something like that. Yeah. So those the titles of the novels were used to inspire okay. the first scenes, you know. They weren't, we weren't basing anything off of the novels themselves, just the titles just as the inspiration. T- and um what happened is a bunch of scenes you know someone decided that we were in the 17th century and then after that all the scenes were just kind of like about oil families and like okay um it it was just it was really cool because everything seemed to get interrelated and it was all within like the same time span and it felt it makes very much like a like a tv show episode kind of a thing like
1: you're all intermingling characters Mm -hmm.
0: it was fun It is fun and cool and um, can be challenging, and uh, it's good. I like it. I like it a lot. I recommend it to people. Yeah, no. It's good times.
1: It's very fun. Yeah. So now that you've had to explain it to somebody, how would you, if you could, in a few sentences, explain, (laughs) I know, try it. Let's see. This is a game. Yes. (laughs) How would you explain long or do you want to sh- start with short form? How would you explain short form improv?
0: Uh, well, my favorite way to explain short form improv is to say, have you seen Whose Line Is It Anyways? Uh, why?
1: Why? What if I haven't seen Whose Line Is It Anyways?
0: Well, mm. well, no. I mean, you, well, what is your question? Is your question why I use that as an example? or no. Or is your question, what if you haven't seen it?
1: I'm going to say, no. Go ahead. So you just said to me, have you seen Whose Line Is it Anyways? I'm going to say, no. I've never seen that Okay.
0: Show. So basically, it's acting without a script. Uh, And you'll play games based on, you know, you you can play games or just create scenes based on audience suggestions. Uh, So usually two people are up there together at the same time and you might get an audience suggestion of um, a firefighter and then perhaps you'll become two firefighters in a scenario and you just go back and forth and create a scene. Uh, Okay. Yeah, something like that for, for improv everything's unscripted because what someone asked me today was like with the long form they're like so like you guys just like kind of look at the script before you start or like what do you and i was like oh no there's no script there's there's nothing
1: i know last week i had a i gave a presentation at work Hmm. um which it's so funny because after every time i do it i have so (laughs) much i'm so like I'm just excited for doing that in the future, like just doing more presentations. Mm -hmm. But right before, because you know, we I planned with a group of speech therapists, and we all had our talking points. We all had basically our script um, and things we all knew we wanted to hit. And when we met, we had a little pre meeting, and I said, "Um, "If I don't remember to say this, can somebody maybe?" try and say this like Mm -hmm. you know kind of like giving us all the power to edit each other Mm -hmm. um and that's never something i've asked before but i Mm -hmm. think the improv background helped me kind of be confident saying i want to make sure we touch this so let's yeah you know somebody mention it yeah um and just to to build that team that like we're all up there together it's not every man for himself yeah but then, right before the presentation, and all these girls know I do improv, but I was getting kind of nervous. Mm-hmm. And my friend Allison's like, "Okay, why are you nervous? You do improv. I said this is so opposite. Like, I have mm-hmm. to remember things to say up here yeah. that are important. That I, you know, I'm not, I'm not just uh, just talking and and coming up with things as I go and making sure. things up. You know, these are I have, I have to talk about what's <laughs> research based and whatnot. You know, sure. And then I get up there, of course, and I'm like don't even want to look at my notes. I just yeah. wanted to talk and and uh, I felt okay about it, but I did forget to say the one thing I wanted to say. And while I was doing my part, one of the other SLPs just was like, oh, and um, we also want to make sure you guys know. And she told like our audience essentially that, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it was that I wanted to make sure we brought up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, I-, I just really appreciated that because it was funny because afterwards one of the teachers that was in the audience asked me like, She kind of like it. it, Was she stepping on your toes when she did that? I was like, no. I asked her to do that if I forgot. You Mm -hmm. know, she was helping me, Mm -hmm. Um, and I was just really grateful for that and having that kind of improv that we all got each other's back. It's not like oh, she forgot her stuff. It was like no, like
0: exactly. We're all up there. um, No, that's I I mean that's completely similar because it's exactly like the long form stuff because yeah, no one if one person has a good scene, like that's great. But at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Cause if everyone else is like, if every other surrounding scene is garbage, like the, the night is not going to go that well. So, yeah. but it's, it's, so it's just about the product as a whole, right? It's right. not really about, Oh man, like Mark really did great in that scene, man. He, you really killed it. Like that was amazing. Like, that's fun. Like, it's fun to know that you sure. did well in a moment, but the more and the most important thing, like, in that scenario, in the improv scenario, and in your scenario, is like
1: and every yeah.
0: Did we actually put on the you know the show or give the lecture or convey the message that we wanted to convey? Right. And uh, as long exactly. as it happens, you're good to go. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's you know for my situation for giving presentations in the speech therapy world. Yeah. You have to have those pre meetings and you have to be able to, kind of what you what we would call an improv mind meld. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think. You know, as much as I want to be able to just get up there and mind meld with the girls Mm -hmm. without having a pre meeting, it's just a different version of it. You know, yeah. So we're still all on the same page, and we've talked, and we feel good about it. But, but it was funny when when my friend was like trying to you know remind me, you do improv, don't be nervous, Mm -hmm. because as excited I get more excited now to speak in front of people, but Mm -hmm. I still get those jitters that i don't get before improv shows Mm -hmm. um and i think it is because it's just i know there's things i have to remember that's all it is yeah and i and um it's hard to remind people for me when they know i do improv that it's not the same because i think that you know people that see me in that world kind of expect me to bridge and i and i can but it's sometimes i feel like that's a little more pressure I yeah. guess because I'm like, oh, now I got to put on a show. I mean, got to make people
0: laugh. Nah, no, nah, no. Don't worry about that.
1: No, I and I I talked myself out of it real quick. But yeah. it does get. It was like I got a quick little butterfly in my stomach when she said that. Like, oh shoot, yeah, you guys know that about me, uh, you know. Yeah, like, sure. oh, I, I mean, have to be confident.
0: That's just like when when I have students come to my shows. Yeah. Like,
1: and I know, and you did have one on Friday night.
0: Yeah, I had a few.
1: Well, yeah, I guess we count as your students.
0: I mean, well, uh, Kelly was there. Matthew was there. Me. Uh, you, Chad. Uh, your mom and I dad. Mean, my parents, yeah. like, And so it's, you know, it, it's not like a crushing pressure by any means. I'm just like, I think about it. I'm like, damn, like if, if I bomb, uh, no, ugh, I don't want to do that. But
1: but I think that that's one of those things where that's because you hold yourself to a certain standard and there's not anything sure, wrong with that. Sure. Um and it's, but it is a good, and I, I know you kind of talked yourself through it when you first told me that some more of your students were coming, mm. you kind of were like, oh man, I can't do bad, you know, but you immediately told, said, no, I'm going to be fine. Oh yeah. Because it's kind of, and it's a it's good kinda, challenge. It's like a, ha- it's a, it's a, it's a
0: like, half joke. No, or, I know, but yeah. I,
1: but I, I know that feeling of like, oh, I've got to perform. Oh Like yeah. I've got to get out there, but you were really quick to say, to kind of remind yourself, I'm just going to go out and have fun. Yeah, That's the whole point, yeah. you know?
0: No, and the an, a f- interesting thing, I don't even know if it's interesting, but something I thought about was like when we're, when we're working in, in Rancho and doing that whole class, it's like everything is completely family-friendly family, family friendly
1: mm-hmm. and
0: everything mm-hmm. like that. And then, you know, people come out to L.A., and I don't think anyone has any sort of like misgivings that it's going to be a family-friendly show. I think that's yeah. like kind of off uh, off the top, unless someone set, stated that outright, you kind of realize, like you know, you're in for whatever you get.
1: You're out at a comedy club, yeah, on a Friday night, yeah, exactly in L. A.
0: Exactly, no, like ain't. and um, so some someone was talking back about that in the back because one of the ladies in the show uh, has like a 12 year old daughter. And uh, she's like, she's like, my 12 year old's out in the audience. She's like, but don't worry. Like, do not worry oh, about was, what you I was say. I sitting
1: behind the 12 year old. Oh, okay.
0: She's like, she's heard way worse in the <laughs> car. Like, don't worry about her. Oh, how funny. Uh, and then Roy was just talking about, he's like, yeah, don't, you know, never basically said, never try and censor yourself. Um, he's like, cause that's when I've seen shows just tank, you know, yeah. is, is like when you're spending, cause all of a sudden you're spending the energy. Um, that could be just put into pure creativity into being like, Ooh, should I say that? Or shouldn't I say that? And, uh, yeah. So, right. So whatever that means, whatever that point is.
1: Yeah. No, it's funny because, you know, I've never been in this situation until you started performing at You've never Groundlings. you been in any situations at all? Um, ever? No, I've never been in a situation and where I felt a slight bit uncomfortable, um,
0: because of the content.
1: Because of the content. Until you were in that first show, the long form show. I, but it was only oh. for like ten seconds uh-huh. that I felt it, and then I, once I like got over that, I was just like, oh yeah, like now it's okay, it, or it, yeah, I'm just used to it, and it, it's a show. Yeah. It's you know, it's like.
0: It's yeah, especially <laughs> especially in that scenario when there's when there's ten people up there from, you know, all different walks so, of life. yeah, and, so many different yeah.
1: perspectives. Mm-hmm. And, and they all bring something so unique and fun. And if mm-hmm. you can't play with that, then you shouldn't... You're, you're not ready to be up there if yeah. you're not willing to do it. I guess I'm not saying you can't, but just saying if you're not willing to do that. And yeah, I think as an audience member, it's been... Um, well, not just an audience member, but dating you. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the first show, there was you know some sexual innuendos and stuff that oh yeah and, and it wasn't anything like super crazy but i remember being like oh that just happened okay and then, <laughs> but then it was like yeah i remember the like leading up to it you kind of know like where you guys were going with a scene or whatever of course yeah i'm like well here it goes and i i was getting a little nervous mm-hmm. and then once you know the scene kind of reached like the um just like you guys hit your mark mm-hmm. with the scene I just was like oh okay all right I'm good like I I could do this I mm-hmm. needed kind of to just get over it mm-hmm. cuz it's really not um, a big deal but it was it's it was the first time I've been uh, an audience or I've been in the audience of something like that with you in the show so that made mm-hmm. it a little bit different mm-hmm. but now it's just like okay yeah sure sure <laughs> why
0: not sure and and that, and that was like that was kind of when when I first started doing improv through the city, it was you know me and Chad and and no one else that I knew. Yeah. And so and there's something so nice about that. Oh A- yeah. And and you know there's you know I love being with Chad and and all that, but there's something really nice about not knowing anyone. Yeah. Because you can do you can do whatever and mm-hmm. and no one is ever you you don't think twice about what anyone else is thinking. No. And at this point, I think very like uh, in a very limited sense about like what other people are thinking sure. as far as improv goes now every once in a while like I'll catch I'll catch myself and then I'll just kind of get over it real quick Okay. Um, but then you know my parents started doing it with us through the mm-hmm. city mm-hmm. and then it was like and then some scenes would just like you know you feel weird like all you just all of a sudden you start to analyze things more because you're like oh my parents are here like what is this?" it's a
1: whole different element
0: Mm -hmm. and then but then once like we got past that and i mean maybe you know parts of us are still not completely past it or whatever but um once for the most part you got accustomed to them being there and accustomed to getting into like weird scenarios and whatever um then it it was just nice it was just it was just another kind of bridge to, to yeah. cross, you know, you're just like, oh, okay, like, I don't know. Cause I think some of the most uncomfortable scenes are probably like the sexual ones. Sure. And, and cause yeah. And, and I mean, that's obviously just has to do with like however you're raised and, and you know what you were brought up to believe and stuff like that. Cause some people have zero problem with it. Sure. Right. Like some people were brought up just, I don't know, sexed up and like, it doesn't really <laughs> matter. Um, well, it's just
1: a part of their um, everyday life, sure. like the conversations around it, sure. watching shows with it. I'm sure. Sure. Yeah. Sure.
0: And, um, but yeah, what the groundlings has, what I've learned there. And I mean, what is it's So it's just obvious. It's just to state the obvious, but it's like, you know, everyone, everyone is a sexual person. Like everyone is sure. because that's just, that's just the nature of it. And, you know, you can't, you don't want to be like gr- grotesque and uh, super raunchy on stage because it's like that's not really fun for anyone. No, um, but there's no reason to really shy away from any of that stuff. Um, that's not to say that you need to like actively seek it out and be like, "I better get some sex in this scene because this shit will be hilarious." Right. But, well, uh, that gets
1: uncomfortable. I mean, because we we've had some people kind of filter through our classes that are <laughs> seeking it. Like they're like,
0: yeah, every scene I'm it's in, I better throw something. Like and yeah.
1: Personally, and maybe I'm a little bit just because I I tend to that's not hum the way I. Uh, that's, that's not, not human. Nah, what was I trying to say? That's not where my humor is. Like sure. for me, sure, it makes it definitely makes me uncomfortable. But yeah, it's also just like why does that always have to be what we're talking about in a scene? You mm-hmm. know, because I yeah. think some of the funniest scenes that I've seen don't have anything to do with it. You know. Sure. Of course. Some of them do. It's just and I've been in I've been in scenes where there's innuendos for sure and they're hilarious yeah. and you know when they come up naturally or when you get an audience suggestion to play something in a lustful way and mm-hmm. you, you go for it, you know. Yeah. It's hilarious, but um it's you know when you I don't know. You just kind of learn. You learn how to how to work in those situations. But
0: Yeah. No, it's uh I don't know, man. Different uh, different strokes for different folks, as they say. Yeah. But uh, it's cool. Uh, I was trying to think. I, I can't remember what the scenario was, but there was a scenario in class the other day. And I don't, like I said, I can't remember. I don't know if it was sexual or not. Mm-hmm. But I remember someone someone did or said something, and I, like, for a moment, I was like, what? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I just, you just have to get over it so quickly. Yeah. Because I'm like, uh, you know, my job right now, and especially... Cause this is what I always tell like our students too. It's like, if you're a student in the scene, like your job is never to, to judge it. It's never yeah. like you're, that's who, what the director's there for is like to tell sure. you, is to tell you whether it's working or not. Um, but to just be there and, and uh, not bail on your partner just cause you think their idea is like wacky or, or makes like, you
1: uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, no, I got,
0: that's, she's like, yes. And that thing, um, it's like I got labeled as a pedophile the other day, like more or less, you know? Yeah. And uh, I'm like, let's go. Like, let's fire this pedophile up. Um, but it's all, it's all about, it's all about. <sighs> Your
1: most, the, if if I was ever in a conversation with a pedophile, are you talking about the scene in the show? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if I was ever uh, in a conversation with a known pedophile, you're that's the one I would want to be in it with. The yeah, most he's, innocent. He was super chill. Yeah. Uh,
0: he actually wasn't even a pedophile. It wasn't at all. really a
1: pedophile. It was just like was just, the way that they.
0: It was just everyone else's understanding. The way, well, yeah. the
1: way that they were portraying it, it made it funny because you were not trying to be creepy. No. And, well, it it was kind of like a good, a uh, very almost satirical because yeah. it was like the news blew up a story about this pedophile because, oh, that's funny. yeah. And if you think about it, it was like that's what happens in the world. Like the media goes time. crazy and people get labeled or mislabeled sometimes, and yeah. And everybody has this idea. So when we saw you in your scene, when you brought it back, it was kind of like, we're seeing what's really going on. We're seeing what the outside world is. seeing. It was really sure. cool. Oh, it was yeah. really um, No, I thought it was, you know, when you think about the level, like if it were a sketch or something that was mm-hmm. in, you know, that somebody had written. Um, that's pretty, pretty and, again like i go back to seinfeld that's a very seinfeld thing Mm -hmm. like oh there, like it's like kramer getting labeled as a pedophile when really Mm -hmm. he was doing something so innocent sure you know sure um that i could totally see that yeah totally see that
0: no that was very fun that was another thing i learned in this class is like uh essentially Mm -hmm. like if you're basically to do to to do it how it went like i don't want to be in there and be like a pedophile necessarily sure if i'm labeled as that it's like you know, sure. do it from a different perspective as yeah. opposed to being like super creepy and just like you get because what you don't want to do is just make the audience hate you essentially sure. unless they have something over you. So it's like if I'm a pedophile, but like I'm also like blind and like constantly like running into things and hurting myself or something. It's like, OK, fine. Like you can be creepy because you're still not going to get away with anything because you're still pathetic, basically, <laughs> you know, but yeah. that that's just that's like. I remember when i was in comedy in 3d with jerry farber he was he had like a whole theory of comedy and it was more or less that idea it's like i like that that the thing you know status is basically like invert like back and forth kind of thing And and like that's where the comedy comes from is like the person that you know looks like they might have the upper hand at the moment like somehow spoils that for themselves and, sure. and so i don't know things like that but no i wish i could i still had access to the uh to the papers from that class because that the theory his theory on that was really interesting interesting want to bring that back but, yeah. is that from
1: college mm-hmm. you just gotta join the alumni association and uh i don't know mentor somebody that's in the class to so get access works. no um, i don't know I don't, i'm just thinking <laughs> i don't think if Jesus is there anymore oh well, yeah he's never lit mind. he's lit never mind well i would say this has been a fun talk yeah good job at your show hey thanks Was that uh out of the three shows now you've been in at the groundlings would uh-huh. you say that was the best one that you feel like you feel the best about your performance in that one
0: uh, I feel really good about it. Mm. I felt I felt um, really really good about my long or my Your advanced, advanced show. Yeah. I was just I was just super happy with that show, um, but it's just adult. It's a whole different game, you know. Yeah, it's it is. like. Uh, it is. But both of those, as far as long form shows go, uh, that one wins over over the last one. I had nice. fun in the last one, but I thought yeah. well, the growing. most recent one was good. Yeah. Yeah, you um, got out there a lot more. Yeah, exactly. Exact mundo, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, good times, good times. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I said, on that note, this has been a good talk.
1: <laughs> yep. Sign off now.
0: Yeah, my name is Mark Little,
1: and I'm Marie Murataya.
0: This episode is brought to you by Bean Chata. When horchata just won't do, Bean Chata is a drink for you, fully endorsed by Justin. Remember, be the ball. All right, bye.